go forth and let the Monday morning ruckus begin. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne bringing you things you might have heard for the weekend past here on the date of Monday, the 13th of March, 2023. A whole lot of things get into. A lot of things we're obviously not getting into because we don't do all the news. And in fact, we do some of the weirder side news stuff that doesn't necessarily get stuck into your main headlines. So if you're not a big news reader or a big news nerd searching for things all the times, hopefully we're providing you that in as your news side piece, giving you that news that's not necessarily mainstream, but it is the most up-to-date as in what happened last weekend from information, politics, current events, and pop culture. Stop by our heads website. This is a conversation project.com to see more about what we do all day long and all weekend long because we provide a lot of great information, a lot of great programs, and a lot of things for you to get in conversations with people on conversational type things. We regret about that. Now, today we're going to give you 10 stories from the weekend, uh, starting with Friday at midnight to about 5 a.m. this morning when we cut it off. And we're going to give you 10 of the top 30 stories as vetted by you. Over 90 stories for the weekend. And we did a lot of work this morning, even with some glitches here or there. So hopefully you'll enjoy this. If you do, we'll tell you how you can help us keep things moving on. We are pledge driving for the month of March. So there's your warning right now. Here's your warning that some of these stories may be a bit um, disturbing, a little graphic and kind of today because I guess it was just one of those weekends. But some will be lighthearted and fun. We will do our best to make them all happen. Let's start with story number one. Marriott releases details of women's accusation against former NFL star Michael Irwin. Now, there's a lot of backlash going on against Michael Irwin, who was accused of inappropriate behavior. That's the way they put it in these lawsuits by a hotel female employee and filed a hundred million dollar lawsuit. Marriott International provided its own account of what happened during the encounter. Now, uh, so far, it's been, you know, what. Michael Irvin said, and, you know, kind of what we get in links, links pieces from the lawyers. But Marriott went out and they basically blasted Irwin in a press conference saying that, you know, he himself was a pretty bad, creepy guy. This court case has not quite gone to trial yet, but we'll see what happens. This, of course, happened over Super Bowl weekend, which caused Michael Irwin to not be on his game Literally, because they wouldn't put him on in the coverage uh, for limited editions of the Super Bowl weekend stuff, as he's a part of the main part of the NFL Network's show of their their, their group of chat guys. He did not get a chance to participate because of this, and we're going to see how this thing comes through going forward. Now, another guy not acting quite so great, issuing a statement. This is Clay Walker. Uh, of course, he paraded his tour driver and profanity lace rant and threatened him, telling the driver to get in touch with the head of the tour bus company to find someone else to operate the bus. Now, this clip is a bit old, but, you know, sometimes it takes a while these things come out. He has released a statement basically saying, you know, he was in bad taste, shouldn't have did that, stuff like that. Uh, so we're going to see how this resolves out. But if you're a fan of Clay Walker, you may have some reservations about some of the things he said in this, this tape here. If you're not a fan of Clay Walker, then you may think, oh, yeah, this, these privileged guys are who they are. Uh, check out the story and go deeper into detail because my robot editor uh, only gives me bits and pieces to kind of roll through this. Uh, but Clay Walker told the, the ad magazine Music Mayhem uh, that the recording tour took place over a year ago and that uh, he and the bus driver have they remained friends. Everything's kosher now. This is just a heat of the moment type of thing. However, these things happen. You get a chance to decide on this one. 
Now, this story has a lot more layers to it, but all we got from the robot, robot editor on this one, Mr. Beat declares 100K giveaway after fans help tidy up Feastable's display. We posted on this a few times, a few ways, but basically, Mr. Beast has a new uh, thing going on in Walmart's, and because you, if you're a Walmart customer, you may notice that sometimes displays get out of order, people move things around, things aren't so tidy. They're really busy at the Walmarts these days. So Mr. Beast asked all of his followers to go clean up his stuff. And they took pictures of themselves cleaning up his display. On Tuesday, he actually announced he's going to donate $100,000 to a charity and asked those followers which ones to support in this one in, you know, in support of all the fans who helped tidy up his Feastables display. What are Feastables? We're not, um, he's not an affiliate, so we're not going <laughs> to go deeper into what it is. But you probably have seen it in your local Walmarts, and you probably see it a nice, pretty looking display because Mr. Beast fans prettied it up. Let's move on to the next story, which is this one, a really important one. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says U.S. government won't bail out Silicon Valley Bank. This is a story that is developing as we speak, as we're waiting for President Joe Biden to speak on the the collapse of two banks in two days at the end of the week. This one, Silicon Valley Bank, is a bank that essentially is well, it's maintained with their money by big time investors, angel investors, people who put millions of dollars into things to happen. Happens. Oh, sidebar. Only about 9% of anything that gets funded in Silicon Valley as an angel investment actually turns into something that's big. And they turn into big things, but most of them fizzle out fairly early or just turn into train wrecks. They get bought out in the middle of things and turn into other things. So most of these big-time hits that you see are really gambles, and they're big-time gambles, and a lot of money is in place. This bank uh, went down with like over $100 billion in assets, and unlike your normal bank down the street where basically most of it is um, – insured by the FDIC, 90% of the assets from this bank were not. Now, um, essentially what happened was, just like in um, my favorite movie, um, there was a run in a bank. Uh, in um, um, A Swornful Life. There was a run in a bank. <laughs> they shut their doors to keep everything from going nuts. Banks should be back open today, this one in particular, and we will see that people can mostly get most of their money out. We'll see how that works out. But Janet Yellen is saying that while this bank was really big, it's not in the too big to fail stage, and the banking industry is not in the too big to fail stage, so they won't have to be any in real inter interventions. Now, what they're thinking was the reason for this one and the other bank having their issues being smaller-ish banks, if you will, even though $100 billion is a big chunk of change, is the interest rates that the Fed is doing to keep down inflation is kind of doing a little weirdness on banks because it makes it hard for people to put money in the banks to keep them for savings. This is what they think is more or less what's happening here, plus the large amounts of money that are not insured. And Twitter rumors saying that the bank's going down. We'll see how this goes down, but Janet Yellen is saying they're not going to bail them out. Check this for a bailout. Rivals Saudi Arabia and Iran restore ties with China's help. What does this mean? It means more good things for the world with people like Saudi Arabia, which people are kind of eh about, and Iran, which people are really kind of eh about. With some help from China, which people are kind of, huh, about. So the good news is they're now going back to talks and dealings and actual ties between the nations of Saudi Arabia and Iran. So less bad actor things between the two actors themselves, which is a good thing. The sort of bad news about this is that China is involved. Now, remember, uh, we 
U.S. was involved in the um, Iran um, uh, nuclear deal to kind of get Iran back into the world and get them back in going shape. And, of course, President Donald Trump axed that. A lot of people didn't like that deal anyway, so there you go. However, that meant our control and our Western influence on things in the region was at a nil. And with China stepping in to do what it can to help things out, China is trying to emerge as the actual reigning superpower. Russia is on the decline. U.S. has sort of got its head stuck up its butt. And so why not get help from China? China is stepping in to help a lot of third world style countries because they've got cash flow and they've got merchandise and they've got influence and they've got weapons and they've got a, a plan of action in their whole communist thing that really worked for folks. And capitalism tying of sucks says China, not not I. I love capitalism. China, not so much. So, is China going to make this deal they made to help Saudi Arabia and Iran get back on track a better look on them? Are they China-washing things on their lives? We can talk about that in later conversations. Michael Cohen to testify before New York grand jury in Trump case. But he's done that a few times before. Yes, but this time in front of the New York grand jury, and this time it looks like there may be some tr some charges uh, from the New York grand jury on many things. And it might just be another Stormy. There's a lot of Stormy Daniels talk going up there, so it might be another uh, uh, bite at that one in particular. But remember, Michael Cohen actually went to jail for essentially falsifying records and saying he was a liar uh, for that in particular, and a lot of things wrapped around it. So Michael Cohen, of course, not exactly a reliable, wit a reliable witness because, you know, he went to jail for perjury. So is he telling the truth now? We're pretty sure he is, but it's still that stigma going behind him. What will happen from this? We will see. We shall see. Seeing we shall as the district attorney in New York is looking to build something. Looks like he's looking to build something against Donald Trump, whether it actually comes to fruition with a trial. We shall see couple of things on a March Madness related, starting off with Patrick Ewing, the legendary player from Georgetown, is done after a six-year run as a legendary return coach to the basketball team. His record over six years, 75 and 109. That's not very good. He was appointed head coach at the Georgetown University basketball program, and the Hoyas have already started a national search for new leadership. Um, it's, it is what it is, because if you're not winning – they don't care how legendary you are. They just aren't doing well. Uh, they, he did take them to the tournament in 2021, but they have struggled pretty badly since then. Uh, Patrick Ewing is the heart of Georgetown basketball. Essentially, people love him. It's him and Allen Iverson is what people think of in Georgetown basketball. Uh, of course, Patrick Ewing has spent a long time in his retirement trying to be a head coach in the NBA and various levels, and getting to go to Georgetown was a dream come true job. Sometimes your dreams come true. Then he turned into nightmares. This one, probably more of a nightmare. Big nightmare for Alabama fans because they have to deal up with, you know, Alabama fans. Alabama is a top seed in the NCAA tournament, the March Madness this year. And so they uh, get a bye, essentially, to play in later in the fields and play against a 16 seed. They're number one in their region. I believe it's the South uh, off the top of my head. But it's these folks uh, that uh, really uh, are getting your goat today, are really doing the deed, making things bad for all of us. And I should have the picture lined up in here. I'm going to read you what's on these shirts. Uh, some fans during the SEC tournament uh, showed up with shirts that read, killing our way through the SEC in 2023. In 23. Killing our way through the SEC in 23. 
This is in reference to a very serious charge where a Alabama student is in, in charge with murder of another fellow human being. Um, and another player right now is has a big old cloud over his head because of his involvement in being hanging out with this boy. Uh, and he's you know one of the stars and is the face of the NCAA and face of Alabama best basketball right now. And these idiots are being idiots. Me being from Alabama, me being an Alabama fan, uh, on the most part, didn't go there. But having, you know, have, you, when you live there, you had to kind of pull from them. And me, um, just being a lover of college basketball itself, it's pretty shocking. Go to the link in the description. See the shirts. And you can roll your eyes and sigh and do like I'm doing right now. Let's uh, bring it up a little bit before we bring it down. Again, the Razzies came out. Marilyn Monroe gets the drama. Uh, the drama Marilyn Monroe Blonde wins Razzie for worst movie of the year uh, because apparently it's a terrible movie. I don't have time to see it because it's a bad movie. Also, Tom Hanks gets a Razzie this year for his portrayal as Colonel Parker in Elvis because it was just so weird and cringeworthy. Now, the Razzies did have to own themselves this year. They actually won the award for worst actress. Why? Because they nominated Ryan Kira Armstrong, a girl who's, you know, under 10 years old for Worst Actress this year, realizing after backlash, because they weren't smart enough to realize picking on kids is stupid, that was bad. They say they won that by a landslide by being bad actresses in this case. Colin Farrell also got an award where he was this year. He was given the Razzie Redeemer Award for his um, star movie in that thing, in that Irish movie, uh, where basically it was about... Um, um, potatoes, I guess. I didn't see that one either. It's black and white. Who watches black and white movies in 2023? Paul Flores sentenced to 25 years to life for murder of Kristen Smart. This is a murder that happened in 1996. California Cardinals college student Kristen Stewart. And now Paul Flores, who's 26 years old, was charged with the murder of, and his father, Ruben Flores, was found not guilty as an accessory go deeper into this story because it's a lot of layers in this one and we end this on a low note if you will but this is a pretty important pretty big deal uh story-wise as well we now have some closure to this murder from the 90s if you will uh, and so it's not really is not a a um, fallacy that cold cases even nearly 30 year old cold cases can't be solved and can't have some retribution can't have someone actually pay for the crimes that were committed let's do to our teaser story let's go to our teaser story we'll do the teaser story right now if you will other words and things that are, are not happening in my mouth right now we can do a teaser story by telling you this is a story we have posted that you can tell us to talk about in tomorrow's deal now tuesday through friday we'll go through eight stories just eight stories from the top 15 of the day and so it's a, it's a smaller batch to choose from so it's a better chance that the best stories pop up because it's a smaller batch to choose from. Will we talk about this one? Go to our feeds. That means follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Facebook.com slash this is a conversation project. And Twitter.com slash TH underscore conversation. Which you'll see posting in about an hour. Because we post every 50 minutes a news story. And we have them lined up in a way. This is one, one of the more tamer ones we can put in here this morning. Because a lot of them are also, also dark as well. Best Actress Michelle Yeoh takes shot at CNN's Don Lemon in Oscar's acceptance speech. Now, Michelle Yeoh won 
best uh, best actress award last night for her movie um anything always even there of course uh, there but this movie I shouldn't really be joking about it I don't have the notes in front of me but um, she won the movie they basically swept the Oscars they were nominated for about 11 awards won seven uh, including best supporting actors and best movie best picture best picture and things like that and she took a swipe at Don Lemon and his you know woman in their prime thing now Don Lemon I'm watching CNN you know I watch CNN in the morning since so I prepare for the show and they're talking Oscars Oscars, and they're talking Michelle Yeoh, and they're not talking Don Lemon. They talk about Don Lemon and his weird hoodie jacket, but not getting owned by Michelle Yeoh last night. Two correspondents, one from CNN, one former CNNer, and no one brought it up. There you go. Let's move on from this teaser, but maybe not. If you believe this is a story we should talk about tomorrow, vote it up, engage with it, at our feeds, and we shall talk Michelle Yeoh. But most importantly, we're really talking about dot lemon let's talk about cash let's talk about sleep let's talk about hostage tape go to this is the conversation project.com slash hostage tape and we're not kidding we're not fooling this is real this is not a joke product they are listed as the strongest most comfortable mouth tape on the planet many people subscribe to the notion that Mouth tape, a piece of tape that you put over your mouth, this is like basically like a ace bandage stuff to put over your mouth, will help you breathe at night because it keeps you from opening your mouth when you're snoring and makes you breathe through your nose. Simple. Your body wants to breathe, and if your airways are clogged in your nostrils, um, you'll try to compensate with your mouth and all those big loud noises happen. You can tape up your mouth. You may look a little silly, but it's your bedroom. I don't judge. Hostage tape could be the thing that saves your marriage because uh, snoring is a big deal. Check it out. Go to the site. Figure out if it's something that's good for you. This is a conversationproject.com slash hostage tape is the link to our affiliate link. This is an affiliate link, as we said. So we get a little kickback if you decide that hostage tape is the thing for you. But check it out first. Don't just laugh at the ad. Check out the ad for hostage tape. Check out the website. See the actual research. Yeah, I know what I say about research. Let's see what they say about it. And maybe you, too, could be a convert to using hostage tape. The Conversation Project lives at this is conversationproject.com. This is the home for what we do here for things you might have heard. Also, for other projects that are conversationalists, uh, including the uh, You're Welcome podcast, which we go deep, a deep dive into a usually a controversial topic. And we usually say the words out loud that people who really want to say the words out loud can't because it usually gets them canceled or fired or ridiculed on purpose. But we let people know, you know, kind of what the deal is and why, if you will, you know, why are these things bad? And sometimes we give people a chance to I get a sigh of relief hearing me say a lot of crazy things that they wish they could say. I'm not sure why it works, but that's there. There's also the weekly wrap-up where we go through the scientific version, basically all the top stories based by the true numbers as they present, and some other things as well. Now, this month, all of March, we are doing the Pledge Drive thing. We are asking for your contributions. We're asking for your help. We're trying to end the month with an additional $200 of recurring revenue. That means every single month getting about $200 extra going forward. We have plans for this. We have people in place that we need to pay for more hours. We have gear in place that we're going to save up and get in a couple months. 
and we need your help. Go to this is the conversation project.com slash partnerships and find ways you can help directly partner us. Now, if you go to our sponsors, that helps as well. But if you want to help us keep us going and make sure that this is consistent, stop by our partnerships page at our website and see if there's something we can do together to go forward. And yes, you get some say in what we do and you get early access to some things that we're putting in place. So check it out. If you deem this conversational thing conversational, if you deem this worthy of good content, let us know. Help a brother out, if you will. Now, let's go to the fun stuff of the day. Starting off with today things for this day, and it's not March the 10th, it's March the 13th. I didn't change the date and the things, but these are the birthdays for today. William H. Macy turning 73 years old on the day. Also, Diana Delaney, 67 years old. And Common, the rapper, actor, activist, is 51 years old on the day. I'm not going to condone the day we're spotlighting today because, to be honest, there were a lot of lame ones out there, and this was the least lame Workplace napping, there wasn't really good food one. There wasn't really one that was really interesting. And and a lot of them were really just long. So we want to spotlight workplace napping day, but we do not encourage workplace napping day. Napping day? Sure, take more naps. Today is Monday. You're at work. You should probably not take that nap at work. Unless your work has napping pods, which I guess is okay. But if you work at a place with napping pods, I question your workplace. No napping at work, please. Today in history, starting off in 1961, Mattel introduced the Ken doll. We had Barbie's birthday uh, a few days ago. Today, it's Ken's birthday. Now we go to the mayor of Canada. In 1987, Brian Adams' Heat of the Night became the first commercially released cassette single in the U.S. It took a Canadian guy to release a cassette single that made a lot of money. Back in the U.S. in 87. Do you remember cassette singles? Kids, cassettes were these. Actually, that's one right there. That's a cassette. It's not a single. It's some air checks from back in the day when we used cassettes. I don't own a cassette player, so I actually can't play my air checks. It's kind of tragic. And in 2012, Encyclopedia Britannica announced that it would no longer publish printed versions of its encyclopedia. Now, for those of you who have not grown up in a world where Wikipedia or Google always existed, encyclopedias are books like behind me, but they were really large and they had all the information that we needed to know in them. And they were written about a year out in advance and people, teenagers, college students would go around and knock on people's doors and sell them encyclopedias. People sold encyclopedias door to door. Someone would come by every year and say, hey, the new encyclopedias are coming out. Would you like to buy them? And people would write big checks to that. My, my parents bought this huge encyclopedia set uh, when we moved to Louisiana from, from Germany because, you know, we didn't have encyclopedias uh, and we wanted new stuff. And they had young kids, youngish kids. I was in high school. My, my sister was in middle school who needed encyclopedias to do work. And they bought the largest, one of the biggest encyclopedia things of all time. And, of course, now all that is in here. It's weird. It's wild. 2012, believe it or not, that's when they stopped selling Encyclopedia Britannica, the printed versions. They have their own online version, but everybody, nobody pays for it. They all go to Google. They all go to Google or they use Wikipedia, which actually takes money. Now, one more thing you might not have heard, because today is the first day, full day of daylight savings, the first weekday where people complain about daylight savings. Daylight savings time begins this Sunday, yesterday, when you move the clocks ahead on one hour 
there have been a number of conflicting reports about how much energy is saved from daylight savings time. Back in 1970, studies showed we saved 1% of energy rationally, nationally, which was a big motivation for adopting DST, 1% of energy. Although we spend a lot of energy, so 1% is a big number. On one hand, states like California argue the energy savings are ineligible. But another report published in 2008 by the U.S. Department of Energy concluded four weeks extra daylight savings could conserve 1.3 trillion watt hours per day, enough to power 100,000 homes for a year. In 2012, the Wall Street Journal article made a good argument for leaving the clocks alone. The article cited a study that looked at Indiana, which adopted daylight savings time in 2006. Remember, they were famous for not having it. The study authors out of Yale and University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, found that daylight savings time increased energy use by over 1% in Indiana during daylight savings time months, adding some $9 million to energy bills annually, plus sending an additional 188,000 tons of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Daylight savings time imposes the greatest cost in the fall, the researchers found, when it's prompt the increase in morning in mornings he, uh, heating without any savings on lighting. But it also imposes the high cost in July and August when increased air conditioning bills more than offset the savings in lighting. Another study found similar effects in Australia, which has essentially the same climate that we do here in the States, uh, but in reverse. Uh, their seasons are reversed because the other side of the world and, and the axis and things like that. So Indiana is very um, particular because Indiana was famous for not having daylight savings times, and they moved to that time essentially because businesses, the rest of the nation, went to that time. And so it was easier to work your business in government businesses and just business in general worldwide when you're on the same time clock all the time instead of switching off a year. Arizona still does new daylight savings time because they do what they want to do out there in Arizona. And today... We did what we wanted to do. We gave you 10 news stories plus some fun stuff on March the 13th, 2023. Things from the weekend, things you should know. We missed it. We missed one date thing, but, you know, we, we're not perfect. That's why we're doing the fun drive stuff. Check us out at this. It's the conversation for all the things we have going on. Make sure you're following us on our feeds. You see them if you're watching the video in the top um, left corner or right corner. I'm inverted, so I'm not quite sure what I'm looking at. And of course, if you can't see them, they are on Facebook at this is the conversation project and Twitter at th underscore conversation. The most important thing you can do is follow us on our feeds and engage in the stories. The second most important thing, but very important, is see if there's a way that we can work together. Go to our partnerships page at our website and see if there's a way that you would like to connect with us to help us keep things going. As you said, looking for $200 of extra revenue and ongoing extra revenue going forward to help out the, the process in the future. In the meantime, I am going to ask you to stay hydrated, stay limber, and stay on task because you are meant to do many a great thing across this land. So you got to be here to do that. I'm also going to go back to loading up some stories, doing some background work, and just enjoying the day, if you will. Because the day is going to be a pretty weird day as we, I think we have another frost coming in in the south. So I think, you know, maybe uh, the groundhog was right, just delayed by a bit. I'm done. You don't be done. Have a great day. Let's do this all again. But a smile tomorrow. <laughs>